the Zenial Odyssey podcast, where hosts Remy and Bobby Rocks explore life for people born in the late 70s and early 1980s. Each week, they embark on expeditions exploring their analog childhoods or interview guests about navigating adulthood in a digital world. Join them on another adventure to discover what it means to be a Zenial. No, what I was going to tell you is that one thing I really wanted to do was start to bring my laptop because I've been adding um, some of them can be shameless plug endorsements. Yeah. Some of them are just great artisticness to the back because I did get a sticker from the Space Needle in Seattle that encapsulates everything about Seattle, like even Bigfoot and all that. But whoever made it, they made it to the artistic stylings of where the wild things are. Oh, beautiful. More so, Sendak. Yeah, so you should see that. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, that sounds dope. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Remy, especially. Hey, man, thank you. Welcome back to you as well. Thank you very much. Where would uh, where would you like us to begin? Um, well, I think that you had a little adventure recently, and you got to go to what is essentially the mecca, musically, of where you and I fell as fans in the 90s. Um, you did a Seattle trip, man. I did do a Seattle trip. You are absolutely correct. I want to hear about the details. Okay, so again, my wife, Sherry Lynn Nicholas. Sherry! Been on the show before. She has had a season of bodybuilding that is not rivaled by anything she's ever done. Yeah, you guys are always going, bro. She did seven competitions this year. Between two federations. Yeah. And she has, these have taken her to Vegas. They have taken her to Charlotte, North Carolina, Lawton, Massachusetts. And we ended the season in Seattle, Washington at what is called the Worlds. And that is no lie. There were, as I told you off the air, 46 yep. countries. There were people, competitors from 46 countries there. Doing this shit. And so we went out there. Uh, we were joined by a good friend of hers who also helps out. So there were two of us there to help her out. Nice. Um, we landed on Thursday. The competition was Sunday. We flew back on Monday. Monday, about a week and how ago. How did everything go? Just in general, how was the trip? Um, it's always easier for us on the East Coast to go to the West Coast. Okay. The travel back is always going to be shitty. Yeah. Uh, for example, I got on a plane in darkness in Seattle, Washington in the morning. And I landed in Boston in darkness. Yeah. So I took I've me done a that few exact days. flight when it, I was coming back from um, did it, t- did Kauai. Did it take you a few days? Did it take you? Like, well, Hawaii is a little different. I mean, I can imagine. A- but we did a touchdown in, um, initially we did a touchdown in Seattle and then flew into Boston. That must have been awful when you were almost back. Yeah, I mean, you're right there and you're not quite there. But I was I was excited because, you know, of all the places I could set foot in, I wanted to say I could. I've stepped into Seattle, and I have. I didn't have the experience you had because I didn't have the time, unfortunately. But so, what stood out to you about Seattle? Well, first and foremost, our hotel room was incredible because we were just looking at Mount Rainier. It's, I believe, it's the largest mountain in the state of Washington. Yeah, it's still an active volcano, hasn't uh, erupted in two hundred years. It's on the United States decades list. The United States decades list is over the next 10 years, the volcanoes they're the most worried about in the United States. Um, the Space Needle 
gives you views of the area that are just incredible. Puget, yeah. Puget Sound, the islands that are out there. You get views of Seattle with the mountains that I just talked about behind the cityscapes. Yeah. They were great. It's it's a big city, but it doesn't feel like a big city. Okay. I loved that. How was the weather? It was colder than it was out here. And Seattle's known for, like, consistent rain. Is that also in wintertime or? Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't really rain when I was out there. Oh. It got cloudy a few times, which, by the way, the cl- some of the times the clouds would cut off the top of the mountain. Oh, that's cool. And sometimes the clouds would be so low that the mountains would disappear. Pretty impressive kind of what we went through. Yeah. Um, you get to scratch off um, coffee in Seattle from your I, bucket list. I did because I stopped by uh, the Pike Pier. Yeah. Which is with the marketplace. The fish that's, throwing. That's where the, uh, and yes, I saw plenty of fish throwing. That's where the original Starbucks is. Oh, wow. I wanted to go there, but the line was so long that I went and. But the beauty of Seattle is, because that is the f- headquarters of Starbucks, is the Starbucks in every direction within 500 feet. No shit. It's like Dunkin' Donuts here. So that's what I did. I went to the nearest uh, Starbucks, and my wife had to get coffee for a friend. And so she did. She got it's a pike roast. Yeah. It's only specific to Seattle. So I got a, I got a cup of pike roast and had a fucking phenomenal time. Awesome. There. Uh, little rocky off the start. I mean, my wife was hangry. A lot, and uh, I didn't help her as much with her bags as she wanted me to. Fair enough. So she unloaded on me about that, and uh, it happens. Uh, I just, I really was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit of a dick for it, but definitely her hangriness plays a role in that whole in situation. how irritable and upset she is. Hey, can you do me a favor? Um, yeah, grab that piece of paper and take it off the table. Uh, is it OCD or you just don't want it? No, no, it's OCD. For some okay. reason, yeah, I can't stop fine. looking at it. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um. So, uh, really, yeah, I really had a good time. Nice. I was going to go to a hockey game out there. They have a team out there. Their arena is um, called Climate Pledge Arena. And, yes, its goal is to be 100% run on renewable energy. Oh, that's good. That's a good goal to have. Yeah. And uh, it's right underneath the Space Needle. So, from the Space Needle, you can see it. And it's, uh, they had to, uh, it's an old historic building in Seattle. And uh, they wanted to keep it as much as they could. So they didn't want to just completely rip it up and do a new one. And then, uh, but from where we were, so we were right in between Seattle and Tacoma, Washington. Oh, nice. So that's where, I mean, they're, they're very close to each other as far as cities go. Yeah. Uh, so a, an Uber ride from where we were to where the arena is was on any given day at that time was like 70 to $75. Holy yeah, and it actually to to go to the Space Needle was like seventy dollars. Wow. Yeah. Fucking a. And it's the equivalent of being in Randolph and going to Boston. Yeah. That's that that's what basically what we were like for people in Massachusetts. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Um, I think I'm adjusted to being back on the East Coast. It was more my mornings. That's yeah. when I had issues. Like I I was waking up East Coast West Coast time at like four in the morning. No shit. Yeah, and um, I know my CPAP created issues because uh, sometimes my mouth will open and it'll just kind of create this <laughs> noise coming out of my mouth. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. But my mouth is open and it's just like... It's like Darth Vader having Darth Vader having one constant breath. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that keeps... If it wakes my wife up, it keeps her up. I know her friend was uh, having some issues. 
Like she has been sick, like na- like almost nasal congestion. Yeah. So that is going to be noisy in and of. So she said she had it in like stereo. I was like, all right. So I actually uh, took advantage of Black Friday sales and I got this harness that I can wear on my head that keeps my mouth closed. Oh. Because I've seen like it's called Pap MD, where it's basically like a piece of tape you put over your mouth. And people say it's effective, but I'm like, what if I throw up? Yeah, no, it freaks me out. Yeah, I'd rather, because I can still open my mouth yeah. with this thing, but it's just, it takes a lot more effort. Even if I'm like dead, like just let, trying to let my jaw dead drop like that, it takes a lot. Yeah. So it can cut down on the, how much my mouth is opening. So these are some things that came out of that. Uh, as everyone can see, by the way, I uh, decided to put some things up on the wall behind us. Really, really kind of spruce up what we got going on here in the studio. Rem, your thoughts? I think it looks fresh, man. I'm also, I think that um, from this point forth, we can kind of treat it as our cork board. Yes. Stuff can get added that's appropriate yes. over time. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I'm excited, man. Yep. It looks great. You did a great job, I got to say. Uh, I'm going to point to the uh, shirt over here. That is not me. Yes, everyone. That is a former guest, no longer with us, uh, Stephen Hayward, a.k.a. known as Goonie. He passed away uh, in March of uh, 2023. I do have two videos of him up on YouTube. One is a tribute with his own music, and one is behind the scenes of uh, him, me helping him record, bringing nice. some of the equipment with us. Yeah. Over here, behind me, we have, if anyone doesn't know, that is a seven-inch single, and that is the seven-inch single from the band World Party to their song Way Down Now. And for anyone who has followed us since the Where You Been days, would know that is the song Pat chose to open the show, which is this radio show we used to do. Yes, for you mm-hmm. newcomers. So yeah, we got, we got some nice some some love in the studio, and you can feel it. Yeah, so I figure we could put the on air sign maybe right around here. We could even put it right there, and we have some more. No, put the street sign there, and we could put that. I was gonna say we could put it up there, up there. Yeah. I still want to get the dinosaur junior, um, uh, because where you been? was the name of the show and he got that from a dinosaur junior song uh from their 92 album masters of shoegaze i know yeah not my favorite album by them it's got some great tunes yeah uh yeah we're just going on a little tangent there dinosaur junior so that's what i have uh was up to over the last did week did you know that go on dinosaur junior did a song with del the funky homo Sapien? yes okay I, ha- I had it when i had an ipod i actually had that song on my iPod. awesome yes uh jay Masics. Masics? Mascus? Mascus. Mascus. I always get confused by the way it's spelled. Uh, yeah, I'm just guessing. Yeah. Too, but. Anyway, yeah, mastermind um, singer, songwriter, and the lead guitarist for Dinosaur Jr. But yeah, him and Dell together, that talent, please. So fucking good. So like please. indie on both levels, just yes. combining to make a banger. Mm-hmm. All right, so sorry, you were saying? No, I was going to uh, kick it over to you. What's been going on with you? Um, I'm still, you know, it's funny for me. Things are so much better than they had been, I have to say. Um, but I'm on the polar opposite of where I used to be. Because where I used to be was like, I had one part-time writing job that I did now and then. But I was loafing, man. I was lost for a minute. And now I am, all I do is work. I have three gigs. Um, a writing gig, a taking care of someone gig, and a, a bud tender gig. So, Rem, just so you know, uh, I dubbed that. I dubbed that episode where you told us about your job. Yeah. I dubbed that your uh, your revenge story arc. Nice. And people like that. People like that episode. Yeah, no. People, I'm exce- people have loved that episode, just so you know. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, so it's, for me, it's been weird because, like, they'll have me doing mornings, and it's it's kind of a hike from my house. It's not, it's not 
like right near my house. I chose some place a little further because I like the town more than the town I live in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, when I do the morning shifts, I'm up at like six thirty, and you know me, Bob. I used to go to bed at six thirty. Like you know me. So it's been a big adjustment to that shit. Um. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always fucking tired. But but things are good, man. I'm 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 you know I'm getting shit done finally, and I feel like things are back into a rhythm, and I feel like I fucking. And, some people won't get this and some will relate, but I feel like I exist again and I'm contributing. So it's been good, man. But like I said, when I'm not working and not doing the caretaker stuff, which takes a lot of time too, I'm just, I'm chilling, man. It's an underrated thing that you just brought up there that how much it matters to have value. Yep. I think it is. I, I think it is. And I don't mean in the way of our boomer parents. I don't mean in no, that no, way. Value, like yeah. va- value to them was how much money can I make? Yep. And what kind of life can I live? I think what you're talking about is more like a spiritual, like yeah. a, like a karma wealth. Yeah, because you, you can hit a point when you feel like you're you've just been driving on the hills in neutral, and that the neutral's been taking you up and going you down, but you haven't been doing anything. I I uh, I like how you said that because that is something that uh, I was going to talk about, which I have not talked about with Rem, by the way, have not talked about with you. It's that it's that uh, episode kind of arc that. Uh, I've been talking about that I didn't I didn't name. Yeah, I know. I'm able to get it out. Okay, cool. I'm able to get it out, so don't worry about that. Um, but I can keep I can keep going. Um, unless you want me to shut it off. I can shut it off. No, too. no, it doesn't sure. matter. If it doesn't matter to you, it doesn't matter to me. We're talking about the heater. This thing booms on behind me mid episode every time and it's like it's like dubstep. I can get the I can get it out of the background. Yeah, no I can, worries. I can get it out of the background. Don't worry. It gets picked up when I do the post editing. Fair enough. No worries there at all. So anyway. What I was going to get at is that uh, I feel like I've been running in neutral a lot. Yeah. And it it gets more amplified depending on situations. For example, yesterday we did an early Christmas with a family from another part of uh, New England. Yeah. they uh, There was a lot of conversations that took place. Are we going up to Maine? Are we going down? To, are we going down here? We ended up staying down around here. And then there were a lot of... Um, Let's uh, create a Google Doc Excel sheet to see who's going to bring what. God bless her. That's the shit my sister uh, does too. N- no, I muted the group at that point. And that's yeah. family. That's family. I muted the group because I was like, look, I just like I'm not trying to be rude I, to the group because I think my mom brought up. Well, what happens if they see? I'm like, well, if they see and they want to ask me about it, I'll just say it's too much. It's annoying. Yeah, you don't need to micromanage every aspect of everything. I don't need to see every time somebody likes something or, or literally says I like that instead of liking it. Yeah. Um, Type A people can be a lot. Can they are? Yeah, yeah, for they real. Are, especially for introvert, like an introvert like myself. So we did that. That's good. And um, I just wasn't feeling it this year. Yeah, for various reasons. In the past, I haven't felt it. Like in the first couple of years after my dad died, part of the reason I didn't, I wasn't feeling it, was because he wasn't there, and he was someone who could. He was a glue person. He could. Keep everything together. Yeah, and if yeah. there was just, like, I got to a point where I just didn't want to talk about or talk with certain people. Yeah. I could always fall back and get into a conversation my dad was having with people. Uh, and that stuff, not so much now, but it goes beyond that. Like, there's just things about my life, whether it's when friends reach out to me about hanging out, and they it it has to revolve around drinking. And I just... Uh, it, Tiring. This, it, this really started about a year year and a half ago yeah i just like i I look at drinking as like a uh, 
One thing, if people who have gone out drinking with me, I hope they would notice, is I drink a lot. So when I say significantly, I, I, if I hang out with uh, friends of mine and we're hanging out for like three hours, like they could, have, they could rack up a bill where they've had like 15 beers each. Yep. And then it gets to me and it's like, oh, three hours. Oh, you've only had like four? And it's like, yeah, because that's like. I don't need to get just socially drinking. Up. I don't need to yeah. get fucked up. Yeah, I don't, I don't even like to get uh, just any kind of inebriated as much yeah. anymore. And so when people reach out, uh, some of you hope you know who you are. Uh, and you just like, oh, let's go to the same place and do the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. I don't feeling want to. It. And uh, as corny as this sounds, because it will relate to another episode that we're going to do. I was watching a Rob Lowe reel. Yeah. And it was actually a really good reel. I'm not trying to. It's not like an Atkins reel. I know he does those things, and I find it insufferable. Yeah. We get it, Rob. You're like 60 years old. And you're in great shape. And shut you're the in fuck great up. shape, and you're gorgeous as always. Yeah. Like, fuck I off. remember the video when you pissed on a 16-year-old girl, so shut yeah. the fuck up. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Thank you. No one talks about that no with him. No one talks about Rob Lowe. Yeah, Rob Lowe had one of the first leaked sex tapes with an underage girl. Or no one No one talks about when Rob went too low. Too low. Yeah. Ow. So, so anyway, what he was essentially talking about is he was talking about his um, substance abuse history. Yeah. And he was saying, people can remind you that how much it's impacting your children. Your, your spouse can remind you how much it's impacting your relationship. All these people can remind you of how hard it's making your life with other people. But you have to figure it but out. You're for the one who has to want to change. Yep. And that and 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 sorry to cut it off. No, 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 no. Please, I'm, I'm I I encourage I encourage that because unlike you, unlike myself, I don't you don't like cut me off like I cut you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm talking. I just I'm just talking shit to myself there. And, and really, how that resonated with me is in this way, Rem. Yeah. If there has ever been a song, in title or lyrics or both, that has ever encapsulated how I view the world. Or my experience with life. Yeah. It is a song by The Replacements. It's a song by, from their 1984 Let It Be album. Okay. And that's Unsatisfied. Interesting. Yes. And the reason I say that is because I've, I've, I've touched upon it a little bit when we were to had that episode about our dads. Yeah. And I talked about my dad was very, like, poetic and romantic with the way he spoke. But there were times where I, when I got to points in my life and I expected the experience that was explained to me. And, it, and you didn't get it. And it, not only did I didn't get it, it wasn't anything like that. Or it was, as, it was as monotonous as a thing as people could talk about. And it just left me disappointed. Yeah. And I feel there's a lot of... And so I stopped seeking that out. To my, to my credit, I stopped... I really started tuning that stuff out and just was like, I'd rather have a blank slate going into something. So it's because when I talk about, like, is it is it slightly hyperbolic? Yes, when yeah. I say that. Because, for example, no one ever, no one ever explained the... Grand Canyon to me. Yeah. So the first time I saw the Grand Canyon, it was actually something I, I would describe as majestic. I would actually describe as you're looking at something that's not real. Yeah. And the fact I had that blank slate made it a more worthwhile experience. Like it made it feel like, and I know I'm whatever, but I know it's like, I, it's like that, oh, I wonder how many people have this experience or is this just yeah. a me experience? There's very few times in my life where I've had that. And I, I, and I always ask myself, is that a me thing or is that a, are there other people, people out think. there have that that kind of those kind of moments in life? Yeah. Um, so when you combine that with Mr. Lowe, and it's almost like an epiphany moment, I really kind of said to myself, you know, there's things about my life that um, I've been waiting for the change to magically happen. 
And oh, shock of all shocks, it hasn't happened. It doesn't yet. just happen. Yeah, unaided. it doesn't. It doesn't just happen. You're right. It doesn't just happen. So the there are things that, um, I want to change about my life, and the, and just the 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 whole social aspect to drinking is is one of them. I'm kind of heading that way, and all these things I'm talking about are things that I started to. My life has started to transition that way anyway. Yeah. And really, I'm just going to speed it up. Other things, uh, you know, it's a terrible time to want to talk about buying a home, but I truly would like to. Yeah, you're ready for that stage. Have a home. Yeah. Um, and that's got to be somewhat frustrating right now. Oh, yeah. 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 Do I have money where we, my wife and I could put a down payment on a house? Yeah. Yeah, but don't do it to the wrong. You know smart enough yes. to wait. Yeah. Yeah, and I just want to be able to maximize the ways that I'm gathering that money together. Yeah. So that's about kind of where is my financial focus going, and those are other things. And, um, you know, probably I've talked about it with my doctor. I've talked about it with my wife. I've talked about it with people. Um, but I think maybe this is the year that I actually put my pride and my ego aside, and I actually will go and start seeing a therapist. Yeah, it's about uh, things we've and we've talked about. That's it's, we should we should, as a society we should more normalize that. No, I agree completely. It's okay, even if you don't think you have a mental illness, it's still fine to talk to a neutral party about yeah. the things that you don't want to talk about. And I think that that's a healthy thing. For the last six months, I've had one, and I th- I always I honestly I thought you had one for a, a long time. No, I go through phases. I go through phases. I had I had one at Whitney after Whitney had one for a little bit, but I'll always like almost get too self-important and be like, "Oh, I know all this" because we worked in the field and genuinely, mm-hmm. not to sound fucking smug, but we do know anything they're going to tell us. But it doesn't matter. We need someone who is a third party yeah. to tell us that for us to really digest it. You bring up a good point, Rem, because for me, it's like, well, it it fucking rattles around in my head. All the time, and what good is it doing? Not, not doing any good not in there, bro. Any, yeah, it's not no. doing any good. So these these are just some of the things um, that I want to do. Some of it is, yeah, I want to get healthier, uh, much like we talked about in the car. It's not too pro. It's not. I don't want to make it sound like I'm like suicidal or that. I, I, I'm not. I want to make it clear that what the reasons why I want to is I just want to have different improvements in my quality of life for however long my life is yeah uh i i truly feel like i've used my body as evil knievel used a dirt bike <laughs> well said. Uh, i've used well my body said. as an obstacle course for the majority of my life and and while i'm still here i'm starting to feel that yeah no i agree and i'm the tired old... of I'm, I'm, I'm really not liking that that's why i'm fucking tired man it's exactly you come to these conclusions you're mm-hmm. like oh well you know what this machine worked for so long but i need to take yeah. it to a mechanic mm-hmm no, that's and that's a great, great way to put it. Along with that, there's something that uh, I myself feel candid with sharing with you and with whoever watches or listens, and that is that um, I'm just gonna call it for what it is. Um, I feel I've stymied your creativity with the show. How so? A little bit. Um, just in past conversations we've had, where um, I I do want rem i do want you to have input but there are times where i'm even like let's ease back but you know what let's ease forward yeah let's ease forward and it's not for ratings like this this isn't for a ratings grab this isn't for more people this is just more for 
where the show is going. Yeah, and Bob said, for people who maybe don't fully understand, okay, so me and Bob. Bob is most likely to talk me out of jumping off a cliff. Not for suicide necessarily, because, oh, there's a cliff and this looks fun. So Bob's the one, I think, out of the two of us, who's more grounded, more sensible. I'm a little more off the cuff, a little more fucked up. And so I think to an extent there's been a part of you that's like, let's have Remy on six. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. And now I think, because yeah. you said to me earlier, like, like Rem, let's go seven and a half to eight. Feel free to be to seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. seven and a half to Which eight. Which is exciting. It is. Yeah. And, and uh, honestly, it's, it's just, uh, it has as much to do with... Um, as the show evolves. Yeah. I have a lot of, there are a lot of promos out there where we talk about guests, but you know what? As we've figured out, guests are hard to come by sometimes. Good guests. We could have shitty guests every week, but yes. we're not going to do that. Yes. And I think if I'm going to, if we're going to have shitty guests on, then I want Rem to be like on a 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you could, you could be like, you fucking suck. Yeah. Like, let's, 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 what are you saying? Do you hear what you're saying out of your face? Let's reel this in so that we can actually get something that's entertaining. Yeah. And so, well, I appreciate that, man. That's, that takes a big man to say something like that. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, listen. If I've just been talking on a diatribe for the last like fifteen minutes about no, man. all these genuine changes, that's and that's something that's been rattling around my head. There we go. That's that's something. All right. Um, I can fuck with that. Um, I mean, other otherwise, I just um see. I there. Okay. So Bob. Yes. Bob chases sparks. This is what Bob does. He gets yeah. these sparks and he chases them. They're amazing. They lead to amazing places. And I think that the podcast was a huge spark for you. Yes. And obviously it has been in the work you've been putting amazing. What you're essentially saying now is I need a new spark. Yeah. 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 The spark, you're the in, spark isn't the same, but also. Not that you need to get away. Just something. You need. There's something missing in what's happening. Yeah. 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 Like. Um, well, you work your ass off, so there's that. I've seen enough podcasts that have a finite. Um, I never viewed this as a finite thing. I viewed it as something that will evolve over time. Yeah, and I just view this as the next way that uh, reach. You know, having Reb with bringing more of his authentic self to the podcast and more creativity. Yeah, so that we can see where the show goes from there. And w because the, one of my favorite podcasts, which was uh, why your song, why this song stinks. Yeah, you told me. About I mean, that, that was a finite podcast. It was a phenomenal podcast by an by a uh, recording artist. Yeah, who could play the instruments and could play it all while he described uh, why these songs are terrible. But th that was finite. Uh, I don't view this as finite. I just view it as something that can naturally evolve over time. And as our audience grows, as you guys grow, and you guys should rightfully so get feedback into it. Yeah, that's how it can evolve as well. I think it's all, and it's all that makes it very organic and a very symbiotic uh, relationship. More, yeah, more of a natural and yeah. organic. Yeah, because that sticks with the normal uh, underlying theme I have always had for this show. Like we're like the the vessel, yeah, for a group of people to give themselves their own voice. Oh, I like that. And so that's how I want to. I can see us evolving to get there. Yeah, got to start. Got to got to start with literally. Allowing Rem to have more of, of your authentic voice. Well, the rebel yell. She cried more and more and more. Oh, well done. Well done. Billy Idol. I know, man. You can't fail with a little idol. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I you know, and I hear you, and I think that for me and Bob, there needs to be some challenge to this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, too well, no matter, easy. Yeah, and it's we've gotten easy. to a point when it's really easy, and even this week, it's like, 
what do you want to talk about? And and what's interesting is we can pick shit and be like this or that, but I don't think either of us have been too excited about what we've picked in the no. last couple of weeks. Not no. for any other reason. We've had some really great episodes, but yeah, I I think that I, th- I think the last thing for me was the um the sex comedy one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a great the Revenge of the Nerds and yes. shit. Yeah. That was that was a good one. I, I wasn't excited about the Madonna one. No, I no. mean no, and you knew I just told say you how what I we felt. all what we all feel. What we all feel. Yeah. Don't fucking lie either. You yeah, feel no, the same. You can way. be honest with us. Be honest with yourselves. Like I'm being there's a lot of self-honesty going on here. Be honest with yourself. She so is, think, she's hunting. And I think <laughs> I showed I showed uh, I showed her to my mom and my mom's like, no, that's not Madonna. She's like, You're fucking with me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're allowed to think that. That's how fucked up this is. Um, but yeah, and I think that with this being more open, that we can figure out ways in the next couple months to challenge ourselves yeah. with topics. Mm-hmm. You brought up a really spicy topic that I liked, but I think we need a third party for that. What I appreciated is your feedback was duly noted, and I immediately was like, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Like We would need someone for that. And I, and I know who we should have on. Okay. It makes sense to me who we should have on. Okay. I hope you know kind of who who. I think K. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It makes sense to have to have her on because she's that. she's impassioned. Yes. Um. But so yeah. No. So so yeah. So it's starting. And and here's the thing with us too is like we're I believe that for a hundred episodes still we're figuring out where we fall. I agree with that. You know, yeah. we tend to have more fun in episodes where we do challenge ourselves. Yeah. Where we talk about stuff that maybe is a little more difficult to talk about. Yeah. You know, so I also um, like the fact that when we do it, we're not like every other podcast where it just devolves into like babble. Yeah. Yeah. Babble and derision. And because that's the point of some of those podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Like, I forget what it's called. I only I've seen the reels, but I find it deplorable. It's just like two dudes on one side of the table and and they just have eight women who are at varying degrees of either feminism or just talking about them. And they're just them talking about how they degrade themselves. (laughs) And and in a reel, it's like, well. Okay, but if that's your whole shtick, that's man. your whole podcast. I'm like, I don't want to listen to that. Yeah, like Fuck telling, that. like telling eight girls their lack of value. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. the fact that they give themselves a lack of value. Well, yeah, no, one hundred percent. You know, yeah. you you value yourself so little that you're here to defend to defend to me because you view me as a misogynist male. How you devalue yourself? But you devalue yourself <sighs> because if you didn't, you wouldn't be threatened by my bullshit. Yes. But yeah, and I, and I think it's going to be time for for Bob and I too to sit down and and perhaps start aiming a little higher with guests. I think that we're doing good in our numbers between you and me, and those numbers could potentially bring some people in. Um, yeah. And you know what? The worst thing that's going to happen if we shoot too high is people won't respond or they'll say no. And fuck, man, my whole life's been people telling me no, and here we are. So you've said it a lot. I and I agree with you. We sh- we should. Uh... We should start just like reaching out to Corey yeah. Feldman and his people. Just, just this people, man. Yep. We're gonna say, listen, we we're not gonna fucking slant anything you say. Another thing I want you to say to all guests is, if they're so inclined, because I used to do this when I would interview more troubling people who were scared I'd put a slant on something. Yeah. I'd always say, you have say in the final. You have edit. veto. You have veto power. Yep. You have say in the final edit. Yeah. So in those cases, like, yo, we'll send you the episode first, just so you know mm-hmm. that we ain't going to do any of that yeah. shock you bullshit. Or if we are, if you're coming on to, for it to be divisive, we're going to let you know, hey, no bad blood, but we're going to have some intense conversations, yeah. you know. But I think it's needed. And and for me and Bob, the worst thing that can happen is for something to become too easy. 
Oh, yeah, because then it leads to complacency, and then it leads to this not being enjoyable. Yeah, or not being what we set out for it to be and what it still right. very much is. But it's easy right. to lose sight of that on a Sunday at, like, 11 o'clock when you're like, oh, I could just stay home right now. But it's like, no, nah, we got to keep that mm -hmm. fucking fire lit. Yep. We do. And that's something I have to remind myself, too, because it's even easier. To, oh, dude, I fucking worked 10 hours yesterday. Nope, we're doing this. I man. had this moment with, um, I was looking up, because they always say, the key to, um, you know, maintaining health and living a great long, long life is to uh, stay active. And so I was looking up and I found it on this website and it, it was like 150 minutes a week of like something to get your heart going. Yeah. You break that down into a seven day week. Do you know how many minutes a day that is? 15. It's a little more. It's 22 minutes, basically. And I sat there and I said, I can't give 22 minutes a day yeah. to just raising my heart level with, ever, with whatever I'm doing. Yep. I was like, what does that say about me? Well, yeah, and where, where, when did I begin losing myself? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, too. And I got exactly. this. And, like, you know, you were talking about the drinking thing. I, you know, I fucking, people can go back, what, 50 episodes and find me talking about how my roommate called 911 when I was on DMT and ketamine and yeah. I had to go to the emergency room. If that's not the kind of thing that wakes you up and turns you a little bit, it 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 did. Like I told Bob, the and what is nothing. Yeah. That's that's you have to have your own weird little rock bottoms, and you have to take mm -hmm. them the way you take them. Yeah. And I think my problem was I was convincing myself that because I was using psychedelics, that oh, I'm using drugs that are beneficial. But dude, if you're using shit three times a fucking week, you're not using it to be beneficial. I was gonna say. I Life in moderation is more than just a cliche like slogan. It really is. Like take psilocybin. Psilocybin is a great beneficial product uh, if unless you overuse unless, it. Unless, yep, and then it's not going to give you anything. The same can be said for LSD. The same can be said for cannabis. The same can be said for MD. Could I mean anything. Anything. You know? Anything. And so I'm with you. This has been my um, most sober eight months of my life probably in 20 years. Wow. Legitimately. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because I was telling Bob, I work for a dispensary, but I'm like, I barely even smoke anymore. I'm just, not because I'm not like, fuck weed. I'm just, I'm busy and don't always like, yeah. I don't know. You just, yeah. you become an adult. But yep. but I'm with you on that. You get to a point, And then for me, I think when you've been running from shit for a while, being sober is like its own high. Yeah. I really, I tell people that. It like, is. The, um, for me, when I told you when I went to see Disturbed and Sober. Breaking Benjamin, and I did not indulge in any drugs or alcohol, uh, it was, I had not had an experience like that at a concert since I was like 17 years old. Because we dull our shit. Yeah. And, and I missed that. I was like, this is hype. This is great. Yeah. This is great. I miss, I miss when just something naturally gave you the feeling of euphoria. Well, remember, dude, when you took me to the corn show, remember I fucking get in your car with a mason jar yep. filled with honey and mushrooms and marijuana. I'm chugging it the whole time. I, didn't, I never told you this story, dude, like to the extent. And then, right, because I think we're just going to a show. And so I'm fucked up. We leave the car. Some dudes start shit behind us. Remember, that was the time I turned around and yelled. Yeah. Um. And so, but I'm starting to like fucking trip. Bob was like, "Oh, I, we just got to go meet my buddy at a bar." I never told you what that was like for me. I'm like in the bar, <laughs> it was fucked. A up. bar, a bar in as COVID is winding down and places are fully opening jammed. up around St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, fully jammed in Providence, Rhode Island, shoulder Island's. to shoulder. Yep. And I'm like, 
But I mean that, and that's the thing. You know, you get to a point when you're like, okay, yeah, that shit was fun, but I'm good. Do you remember taking swigs for my beer? Like asking yeah. just to drink for my beer? I was like, okay, anyway. Yep. It was no, don't get me wrong. It was a fun night, but I agree. When you when you kind of sober up and straighten up, it, it provides new insights into stuff you've liked for a long time. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been fucking fun, man. And I think because of all that shit, I'm sleeping better, I'm working hard, and I'm fucking my body isn't trying to like fucking come down from drugs when I lay down. So. Yeah, or man. looking, or looking for you to bring it back up. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. I think like today on the ride, I was like, because I've had these fucking cones for my job for months, and I'm like, not months, because I've worked for like a month and a half. But, um, and I was like, Bob, you mind if I smoke a cone before the podcast? Because I have them. Mm-hmm. But even that's the first cone I've smoked in fucking weeks. And you saw it; it was a little cutie. Yeah, it wasn't fucking like it used to be for me, where it's like a fucking eighteen inch cone. It was just. But that's it. You know what I mean? You you get to a point and you're like, yeah, I'm mellowing out, right? That's what people say. I'm mellowing out. Yeah. I don't need the help. I don't need it. I'm good. And I like being – and that's the other thing you realize, I think, with age is some people don't like being in control. Those are the people who do oxys and heroin and all that shit that really fucks you up. There are some people who like to be in control. I like to be in control of I do, myself. I, I do, too, and that's always why, historically, I stayed away from – recreationally before we had people who actually understood dosages yeah i stayed away from drugs like mdma and i stayed away from things like lsd it was unsafe because i was going to lose control yeah on some level and i that that's that was the main driver for anyone who knows me for a long time that was the main driver of me not doing a lot of those drugs with you was that i would lose some control of myself that i didn't want to but i mean think about me too saying i like control but at the same time doing a drug like dmt where i'm leaving the fucking planet and i have no control over it yeah. so i think there's a time too when you realize that oh this is stop being cute or beneficial and i'm just chasing a drag i'm doing stupid shit man I'm, I'm and i'm not getting rewarded for it that's the other thing these things will tell you when to stop and um they'll stop working or they'll have negative effects and i still want to I think when I originally thought of it a couple months ago, when I wanted to do an episode with, for example, Jason Cox. Yeah. Where, by the way, what the fuck, Jason Cox? Some of us, I'm going to, Jay, you and I are going to have a conversation. Bro, what the fuck, We're going to have a conversation. You're ghosting Remy after he helps you out. Yeah, like, just talk to a motherfucker, bro. Just say say I'm cool or just say, like, hi. I worry about you, but it's like, I'm not going to keep hitting you up, man. I'm not a bitch. Right. So, what I was getting back to is... um. I would love to have all three of us do an episode to everybody's comfort level. Yeah, yeah. Where we take various dosage for our comfort of like psilocybin, for example, and we just do a show where it's like that. Yes, Rogan's done psilocybin shows. Yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, his, No, well, Elon, I know, not... I know I'm thinking of like the Elon like that, but no, I'm thinking no, for I'm us thinking like of Shane Gillis. Yeah, what was I'm, a great episode. And what I'm thinking about for us is it's like we could do that as just a experiment turn turn it into a like a try to turn it into like a hived spiritual journey oh and i thought of another and i'll just say it on air because i think it's dope do you know about globe convenience in fall river yes and how it sells all foreign snacks i did not know that no. okay this this new place that opened called globe convenience and you know like weird like japanese snickers have like yes. fucking butterscotch and pistachio yeah all they sell there is weird japanese snacks and so for one episode, one Sunday we get together, I want to hit there first. Okay. And us to spend 10, 15 bucks each, come here, lay these weird ass snacks out on the table and, and fucking try them. Okay. Give right. reviews of them. I think it'd be fucking and that could be really that would be a great episode for clips and reels potentially. 
That shit's he, all that, dude. All that I Japanese know. food is huge on fucking a lot of platforms right now. People yeah. sharing it, but I think that'll be fun. Yeah, if I'm willing to do things that other people do, that sounds like what I'm willing to do. Yeah, yeah, it's not too yeah. scary. Yeah, like oh, you know, we could do two, a hot ones episode, bro. Oh, absolutely. Where we fucking get all the sauces, we split them, and we make we make wings, and we fucking try to get through the whole episode. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. So see what happens when you don't when you when you guys out there when you're not uh, recommending stuff for us. Yeah, like this bro, is where we're gonna that. go. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to places where you know what you're you're either gonna get fucking entertained or you're just gonna be appalled. I don't yeah, know. Like, no, yeah. and that's it. But that's the thing is like even that though it's like oh cool man yeah that's the excitement for episodes. It's like yeah we yeah. got some shit to do you know yeah. And we want to touch on some more poignant stuff, but we want to make sure when we do that, we have the right panel with us. You know, yeah, me and Bob have some female subjects we want to talk about, but I feel like it's time for us to make sure there's a female here voice, for that. For a female voice. Yep. It's easy for us to say this and that and this and that, but so I think that's what we're trying to do. It almost feels like we didn't plan this, Bob, but we're kind of announcing a reboot a little bit. Yeah, and that's fine. You know? That's fine. Episode 80. It's episode 80. Do it at episode 80. That's That's fine with me. Yeah. It doesn't matter what episode it is. I'm just pointing out it's. By the way, can I tell you? I'm sorry. I'll just do this on air. Can I tell you something my brother said about the podcast? Sure. Just I'm being honest. This happened on Thanksgiving. No, that's fine. He's like, you guys need to have a title with actual words because I can never find your fucking podcast. I spell it out for him, the Zenial and shit. Yeah. He thought it was a Z. Oh, yeah. It's XOP. That's I how, know, that's how people, most people find it. And it's that's XOP. what I say, XOP. Yeah. But. He was like, yeah. Um, one feedback I did get was more because someone watched us on YouTube, but they they talked to me on Facebook. Yeah. And it was just like, get your, they were like, I love your content, but get your lighting fixed. Oh, interesting. They what? were like, just, uh, and, they, and they actually shared me a video of like how to properly light around a camera. No shit. Yeah. That's one reason why the cameras are here. In case you're wondering, yours is a lot dimmer than mine. I did that as a courtesy to you. Because <laughs> I figured you, you'd be like this. Yeah. And I don't want people to see in yeah. my pores per se. So that's why, for example, this is the brighter of the two. Fair enough. Than that one. And I also have them at angles so that they're, they're not they light up. casting that kind of light off of that. But I think this is good for me for this episode. Yeah, man. It's a great reintroduction. And um, until the next time, take care, everybody. We're back, bitches.